Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 44 of Geek Out Nerd Rage, an early one in terms of recording days because it's Tuesday because we're about to go home for Thanksgiving in terms tomorrow. Of time of day, it's actually kind of late. Yeah. Are they, are they going to hear it early? Nope. Could be on yeah, Thanksgiving. Hell no. So they didn't need to know that. You're ruining the magic, Rob. No, because there there are things that we talk about that just happened today. That's we, true. We would there be are. talking in the. Actually, we no, it would just the be the, in the, the further. Future. It would be the, the future further past. The further past. If we were talking about tomorrow, things that happened today, it would just be the further past. When will then be now? Soon. Soon. Okay. How are we doing today? <laughs> doing pretty Not good. Bad. You, meaning Sheppy, yeah. went home for the weekend. I did. Kind of. Kind of, like a day. Well, for, for like Sunday. I was there for like 24 hours. You were in Ohio for, for a period of time. Yeah. Why? I went to, kind. Of, I guess you could call it a concert, like uh, just a, a little... Just uh, don't call it a comeback? A, a gig. Yeah, just don't call it a comeback. Just, Who did you go see? This band called The Kin. They're Aussies. They're kind of cool. The Kin? Yes. The space Kin. K-I-N. Yes. Got it. Not spelled with a Q. Not Queen. spelled with an E. <laughs> Not Not like the Kenny. Dolls. Yeah, Kenny. I killed Kenny. You bastards. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, no, they're, didn't they're he really stop nice. dying? I don't know. Mm. It's been a long time since I watched. I don't really watch South Park anymore. I've heard the season's actually really super good, but I have not watched this. Yeah, I haven't watched any of it. Could but say. it it's was good list. being back home. Yeah, you had a good time, uh-huh. and you didn't die. I didn't die, despite how windy it was driving back. How holy butts! You, you uh, posted that you had a lot of anxiety about driving. Well, I haven't driven in like. A while a while since yeah <laughs> put it mildly it's been and i haven't driven year, right? in pittsburgh at all yeah pittsburgh driving kind of sucks it really actually does. it turns out the place that I, I took a zip car and the place that i go out of is one of the garages on on uh, cmu campus uh-huh. yeah and it's not bad at all i avoid fifth basically entirely do you get to go through any tunnels uh, no. No, actually. we don't go through tunnels. You go north. Yeah. You take 279 uh, north. And gotcha. the, the mergings were fine because it was, you know, 1 o'clock on a Sunday. So one thing that people who road. don't drive in Pittsburgh might not realize is in Pittsburgh, the on and off ramps are super small. They're, they're super small and there's three of them all at once. So yeah. And so it's like. It kind of yeah. collapses all on Multiple top of choice. Each other. In the matter of seconds. Well, it's multiple guess. Yeah, it's like, ah, uh, right. The, the yeah. really bad part about it for a lot of it also is all the stuff that happens in the left lane, the people in the right lane want to get to and vice versa. Yeah. And you have about 100 feet to do it. Fortunately, yeah, fortunately make there was it happen. a small enough amount of traffic that I could just, I could slow down and swap with people and it wasn't a big deal. Oh, Let's go. Speaking yeah. of the wind, uh, so the wind was pretty bad in Pittsburgh as well. Yeah. And my car almost got hit by a falling light pole. Oh, nice. Not, not a tree. Not a tree. A light pole. So I got this sweet parking spot now at work where they're like, hey, you can just park across the street in this abandoned lot that we own. Huh. I was like, well, that's awesome. So you don't have to get yelled at by that person anymore? Exactly. Someone wrote a nasty letter on my car saying, hey, I know you don't live here. I watch you walk away. <laughs> yeah, don't you park walk on the away. street again. <laughs> I was like, uh, we it's... will end you. I'm like, bro, you got nothing on me. But because of that, I got a cool parking spot. So I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, sure. end up working out for me in the end. Don't care. Parking Two days spot. later, after I get that sweet parking lot or spot, almost dead. Guy comes up and goes, "Does anyone uh, drive a uh, silver? Uh, I forget what it was. Silver something." I was like, "No," but I'm parked over there. He goes, "Oh, telephone or a uh, light pole fell over. It hit that car. Didn't hit anyone else's car." <sighs> I'm like, <gasps> and "You're like." <gasps> Bullet, that, that or like in this case, light, light pole dodged. Well, and apparently when we went grocery shopping on Saturday, yeah, apparently like Pittsburgh was just overrun with ice. Ice, yeah. The 
the black ice apocalypse. It was really bad, apparently. We didn't notice. Yeah, we didn't know anything about it, but it, like, shut down part of the highways. Did you go across any bridges? No. Uh, Yeah. There's there's a little bridge. Yeah, but we're talking, like, Pittsburgh bridges. Not an actual bridge. No, No, not over a river. Not not the bridges that freeze sooner than... Yeah, all those bridges were pretty much covered in black ice. Cool. Yeah, there was, like, 40-car pile up here, 12-car pile up there. It was awesome. Pretty much every bridge was, like... Blocked. I walked home today because apparently somebody got hit on fifth, and that Ooh. means that no buses are moving. Well, that's Wait, convenient. Like a person got hit or a car? I assume it was a car. I would assume if it's stopping traffic, it'd be a car. I don't know. Th- there were ambulance. Th- there were enough yeah, it's like, you know, emergency up, vehicles leave. going that it was probably a car or cars. There was some yeah. some really messy stuff. I guess that was going on. It was really windy. Yeah, yeah. no, that's the wind, black that, ice. It's been a crazy, yeah. and yet there's no snow on the ground at all. That's because all the wind blew it away. <laughs> no, <laughs> Pittsburgh. Exactly. That's because the warm front front came in and melted it all and Thus killed the wind. all of us. The wind, yeah. yeah. A Mexican high, not to be confused. <laughs> Canadian low, not to be confused with a Mexican high. What's that from? I don't know that one. George Carlin still. Tonight's oh, okay. forecast. I know that. Dark. I know that continued one. dark, <laughs> followed by light in the morning. You, you sound less of a stoner for that sketch to work. Really? Because I'm pretty sure the guy who said it was no, more it, of a stoner. Yeah, it's Al Sweet, your hippie dippy weather. No, that's what I'm saying. Man. When he did it, he sounded much more like With a stoner. With your hippie uh, dippy weather, man. Ma'am, tonight's forecast dark. 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 <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, um, the like temperature right, out at the airport is 72, but I don't know why anyone cares because no one lives at the airport, man. <laughs> I always thought his his high <laughs> weatherman sound a cross between a hippie and Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here. Oh my god. Now I'm just imagining. <laughs> Listen to it again. Really you'll hear it. No, I know what you're talking about. Like Kermit exactly. the Frog high. I want to hear Kermit the Frog high. <laughs> can we, can we make that happen? Well, I'm sure sadly it has we can't. Well, no, there's still Kermit the Frog. I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah, like you can't hear the original. Voice. That's what I mean. Yeah. But you can't hear Jim. That was Frank Oz, or what's his name? Uh, Jim Henson. Was it him who was, did? Oh, yeah, he did do Oh, Jim no, Baby. you're right, it is. And now I think Yoda. his son... Yoda, yeah. uh, it's true, yeah, his son can Jim, do... Son, what's Jim's son? Son of Jim. Jimson. of Henson? Hensonson. Hensonson. I forget what his son's name is. That makes me sad. That's okay. I believe you. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and just hop into the topics for the week, and yeah. let's start with the gentleman to my left, William. Just, just so Shetty people Sage. listening know where we're sitting, I guess. Just go with it. Yeah. Can, can you mix the podcast so like he comes more I out could. of the left ear and I come more out of the right ear? I could do that. Actually, you should you should do it the other way around. Just mess with people. Just. <laughs> That's Thanks for yeah, that. Right. Right. What do you got this week? All right. So, uh, I, it is November, which is National like Novel Month, National Writing Month. It's a novel. Write month. a novel month. Yeah. That's well, not, it's official name, it, but that's what I call it. Fair enough. Write a book. But I mean, it's also No Shave November. Twenty days strong, baby. I I just actually you just never shave anyway. Today. Actually, that's all. The reason is I have an app that's my to do list on my phone, and I check not off shave. And no, and I have shave on there. And it says it's 20 days old. I was like, oh, oh. man, I haven't shaved in 20 days. Nice. I kind of feel like I shouldn't shave now. This is like a record or something. <laughs> See, I shaved today so that I wouldn't look, you know. Like a bum? Like a bum, considering I needed to not look like a bum today. Damn hippie. Yeah. All right, yeah, so. Um, yeah, so there's the, there's the there's this event in November, which is called, well, it's colloquial called NaNoWriMo, but it actually stands for National Novel 
writing month. NaNoWriMo. No, NaNoWriMo. Fine. Right is spelled with a WR. I know. Okay. Go on. Yeah. What about rhinos? I'm confused. I like rhinos. (laughs) Rhinos are pretty cool. Rhinos, uh, no, rhinos give unicorns false hope. I thought unicorns (laughs) gave rhinos false hope. That's actually the saying, yes. Fine. Fat unicorns, rhinos. Look at them. Those poor rhinos. (laughs) Anywho. Big bone unicorns. Yeah. So basically the idea is that for NaNoWriMo, (laughs) authors sort of challenge themselves and each other to produce a 50,000 word book in like on a deadline in a month yes just just go as hard as you can as fast as you can and get something and then it's you know the best are awarded my writing teacher always called it the the shitty first draft yeah that's the hardest thing to make is the 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 first draft that you don't just go Mm -hmm. back over every single paragraph every single sentence be like no that could be better no it could be better it's like just get through it stop and just write it throw some words at the page and and (laughs) see what sticks exactly yeah it's like spaghetti that's the hardest thing about writing a novel is just spaghetti not going back and re-editing 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 just get spaghettios that have the letters and you chuck it out of page (laughs) see what happens well alphabet soup funny you're mentioning that this this is a little bit more sophisticated than that I honestly had no idea I was literally just saying words. I know. So, so basically, <laughs> like normal. last year, yeah, pretty much, um, this guy Darius uh, Kazemi or Kazemi, Darius, Darius, D-Dot. like a chill dude, my man D, um, <laughs> put out a tweet and started this thing called Nano Genmo, which is National Novel Generation. Month. Which happened first? Twitch plays Pokemon or this? This did not. No, th- this happened after. Twitch yeah, this plays. happened. Twitch plays Pokemon like. Two years ago. Wow, it's been two years since something no. like has no, only been we were on this podcast when it's talking really? about it. When it it feels like it's been an age. It, That's it, because yeah. internet time goes faster than real time. It's right. True. This is this is fact. Okay, so this <laughs> predate I don't actually know. November two thousand thirteen. Yeah, yeah. November tw- twenty thirteen was when this started happening. And so ba- this was before Twitch Place Pokemon. Yeah. Yes. Basically it was it's the hey, let's like use computers to generate novels which so it's the idea that if you put an infinite number of monkeys in a room no well no it's a very specially designed set of monkeys it's essentially let's see how good we can write code write a program to make it look like it wrote a novel let's make or real or not necessarily a novel as it turns out which is which is the cool part so um kids a monkey (laughs) (laughs) but so last year uh darius made an algorithm that produced a book called Teens Wander Around a House. I know okay. it just sounds like really intellectual shit. It's riveting. Um, and basically what happened in this novel His was... teens walked around a house. Well, yeah, he created a set of AI... Spoilers! He, set of, he, he created AI agents and w- had them wander around a house. And, and then he had another script that was uh, narrating what they were doing. That's Julie actually a really cool idea. Down. So, right. So, just like AI in a video game does stuff, it's exactly. almost like playing The Sims but without a playable character and just right. having a program that actually just narrates that. Right. And he had only two of the characters encountered each other. And what was the cool idea was that he pulled dialogue from Twitter. So he would have oh. so, he would have someone say something. Why do they keep on saying hashtag? <laughs> <laughs> and but then like he, basically he would take that first piece of dialogue and use it to like seed the second thing to for subject so okay it, like, so it's almost like a random like, number what, generator what's for dinner tonight yeah. it goes searching for things that had dinner in it 
Oh. And so, so it was weird and kind of disconnected because it would be, what's for dinner tonight? Babies. Dinner is my favorite meal of the day. <laughs> so like on subject. Not what I asked you, Dad. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Kind of on subject. What are you but, doing, But not friend. quite. <laughs> Line. Line. So, um... Hashtag beef? I don't know what this is. Why would you bring that up? <laughs> but now because he's... everything on Twitter is either Justin Bieber, Bieber. Is it really Bieber? That's not his name at all. No Bieber. That, that's why I said beef. I was like, what? You know what? I, I like the Angry Beavers. Angry Beavers. We were just talking about Angry Beavers today. It's They're weird. Great. Were we? Not, or were you? Not, okay. <laughs> Rewind. Stop. Play. At work, we were talking about the Angry Beavers. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed you got that in the right order. By the way. Just... <laughs> Half the time I, I would hit like playing. rewind play stop because that makes <laughs> sense. Why is the tape not okay? Never mind. Well, it, it would actually analog work. jokes. <laughs> for, for those of you who had cassette players, hitting rewind play stop would actually work. And if you did rewind, it was kind. Be kind, rewind. Yeah. They never had those stickers on the DVDs. Mammoth video. Not until now, because we're gonna make them. Oh God, I'm gonna make Let's a gonna non- get a red box. I'm gonna make a non-resettable DVD. Let's Actually, go print some stickers. Go to the red box. Just start putting money no, in. I know. Getting DVDs I, I know how to do right, it. I know, I know how to do it. I way out of control. At, at any rate, so this year for why do you hate my dreams? Down. Shut it down. <laughs> at this year for for Nano Genmo, Darius. Um, he's going a little bit more narrative driven, and he's basically having his algorithm follow how to write the how to write a novel. So, like, who's the who's the protagonist? Give them give them a story. Who are they? What's their driving motivation? Then I can actually see how this would work. Yeah, what's the call to action? And and it's a, and things like that. It's this is Frankie. He likes pasta. Yeah, I mean, it, if you it, think well, about all it is, is Mad Libs mixed with coding. Kind I mean, of, yeah. Well, that's um. I need an adjective. That's what um. Pr- there's a professor at you know MIT, of course, because of course. MIT N- Nick Montfort. Basically, he wrote uh the, Python. It doesn't matter what language you wrote it in, but he wrote a Python program to produce new actions, characters, and like interactions for every minute of a day. Okay. And it was assembled into a novel, and it was kind of scattered and not quite organized but it was interesting I, I see this what it's for essentially is an excuse to write programming to advance programming in ai or in at least artificial ai well, it's <laughs> an idea to see where coding could go and, and what it could and they're generate. doing yes. it for things that aren't just like producing novel novels mm-hmm. they are like remaking twi- uh, pride and prejudice called twied and prejudice um Basically replacing oh, word, no, taking every word and replacing it with that word used in a similar context on Twitter. So like, <laughs> ha, so like, hello is, oh hey. So it's very avant-garde. It sounds like it sounds like they're kind of going. It's, it's it's nigh unintelligible. Exactly. And then I generated uh, this thing called generated detective, which I was like, which was using different algorithms to produce. <laughs> pictures and sentences that were like on on murder and then sending them through a manga filter basically a manga filter? no it, it'll be in the article you can check it out okay yeah, yeah i didn't read the whole thing i just the drawing skipped. style basically kind of skimming but, yeah it, it, it's it the idea that there are different ways of making a novel using code in, cool. in semi-random i ways. like the idea of trying to take a old style book and trying to modernize it and trying to yeah but using it up a, in different a ways. program instead of a person who's being clever well it, yeah. it also reminds me of um i got 
what was it? The script for Star Wars and New Hope Dude. in the style of Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah. No, All three it, books are out now. Yeah. It's exactly that kind of it's thing, that idea. except it's instead of it's going the other way. doing it in a very specific manner, it's like throwing code at it, and you have intentions for how it might sound, but then getting something completely weird. Right. right. What's so your second topic? <laughs> this one. This one's short. That's why I didn't really care about dragging that one out, because that was what I liked. And I, Well, I like this one, too. But, but you don't drink coffee. I like the idea of it. Okay. It could be made for hot chocolate, too. Folgers? Just, just, just come at me. Folgers well, actually, it's it's cup. what's in your uh, hermetically in your sealed pouch in this case. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> so we have marsupials in space? Hermetically sealed, not... Um, <laughs> um, I see what you I don't mean. know the word for ar- arbore... No, that's tree. Dun, 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 dun. Marsupial. Um, yeah, but what's the? what would something like... <laughs> what the hell is your topic? Its origin is in Australia. Australian... Restial? That's Earth. Oh, okay. Upside down cake. <laughs> pineapple. Go on. You're you're a pineapple, <laughs> you're Josh. A pineapple. <laughs> yeah. You you or you live in one. I'm not sure. Under the sea. At any rate, a a, a coffee maker. Josh is bearded. <laughs> <laughs> kind of proud of you for that one, actually. <laughs> no, not Williams. Bouncing to the song in his head. All right, so a coffee maker in space. Is that what we're talking about? A a coffee maker was delivered to the ISS yesterday, um, ferried by the, and I I don't have her name, which makes me feel bad, but the first female Italian space person. Awesome. Astronaut. Cool. Yeah. So uh, why is, I didn't know they didn't have coffee makers in space. Well, okay, they did, but it was not like. Coffee. Italian coffee. So it wasn't like espresso. Uh, for, for those of you who of don't, of course, know, it's the Italian. For those who of you who this. can't see this, I I have Italian mode on. Italian I, mode, which by means I am moving his hands a lot. There's yeah. a lot of hand gestures. Well, it, this this specifically is the the Italian the handshake. <laughs> the, yeah. But so basically, basically, yeah, they they they've delivered a coffee maker that makes like Italian certified espresso. In zero G. In zero, very, yeah, importantly, That's the hard in part. zero G. That's the really <laughs> difficult part. Because obviously most things are done via drip. Yeah. Yes. And there is no gravity to force well, there, drip. We'll go over that sometime. Uh, uh, there's, there's gravity. Very, there's not enough. There's gravity, but there's no falling. Yes. Okay. We, fine. Yes. Fine. Sorry, I have to make that distinction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all falling at the same, never mind. Uh, so, no, exactly. Uh, so... There's no gravity to push the water down into, right. and then exactly. So basically, it's a series of tubes. It's the internet. If you didn't make that joke, I was you were about ready to make it. Well, I, I, just I, I mean, I seeded that joke. You so. did. That was kind of like in volleyball. You kind of like did this. Yeah, I was like, you guys, I I... It. which is weird because you're the short one. Don't leave me hanging. My whole family is into sports. I just know. Stuff. We like sports. Well, no, 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 but like care. the tall no. person's usually the spiker. Yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying. I can jump. I got. Yo, I got. Yo, your dog. You're white. <laughs> so we all are. I Very didn't say so. anything to the contrary. I was just say he was the one talking about spiking, and so here's the thing: we're all really pale. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, sun hurts. <laughs> hurts so bad. <laughs> so, first off, I, first question I have: Yeah, did the Italian bring it because of their Italian? Yeah. Well, okay, it's sort of it's kind of equal it's parts. How, it's so easy to make fun w- of this. One, it's the Italians going, hey. We, we made a we coffee maker this. that works in space, but at the same time, it's kind of like the United States being and be like, hey, we made a pen that works in space. It turns out 
that the whole thing's a lie. But yes. well, no, it's it's not that it's a lie. It's that having a pen that writes in space really is something important because a pencil, graphite shavings, things breaking, it, it's it is it's a big a deal. It is a good thing situation. to have something that's not putting shit into your environment. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. So, but also... Shit in that environment apparently takes 45 minutes to happen, by the way. That is true. Yeah, yeah. More space talk here. Um, Our Cole was posted. I'm mildly impressed by your ability to work that in. Come on, we're talking about space. You knew that the article was going to come up. I'm almost as impressed as I am about astronauts' ability to work it out. In 45 minutes. I got it. No, I knew, that. I knew where that was going. Can we get this podcast worked out in... 40... No, no. This has well, been off the rails since... 20 minutes in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. It's, 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 but, no, but the other idea was screwed. that the coffee, like the real Have coffee, this one. <laughs> would be something that people could like sit around there. They're going to have like a breakfast nook or whatever. That's actually really cool. On the ISS and, and just sit around, well, sipping coffee from a pouch because that's how it works. Yes, the um, fact that it's better than instant coffee yeah, is it, awesome. Because I yeah. imagine before this, it was all just instant coffee. Pretty Powdered much. coffee, it, shake it for a bit, exactly and hope right. for the best. And the, the current system kind of works like a Keurig on steroids. Like, so wait, is there DRM? Yes. Does this Keurig have DRM? Do you have to use special I mean, it's I, you have to use special ISS K-cups. So, so yes. effectively. Oh, man, those are the worst. <laughs> you, those cost like $30,000 each. You don't even understand. <laughs> It's the most expensive so, cup of coffee I've ever had. I'm buying a 3D printer and making my yeah, own. Yeah, pretty much. Ba- basically, you, you hook up, the you, you get water into a pouch, you hook it up to the, the Super Keurig, mm-hmm. and it it forces it through a tube that apparently is rated for 400 bar, and for people who don't know what bar is, that's a it's a pressure system. That's me. And one bar... I'm going to feel like I knew what it was. One, mm-hmm. one yeah, bar is a lot of bars. basically... Sea level atmospheric pressure, so four hundred bar. Oh, as is in like, barometric pressure. Yeah. Bar. bar. Barometric. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I think. Now so, so four hundred would be four hundred times the pressure at sea level, and the idea is because you're pressurizing the water through the tube, heating it a lot, which raises pressure more. But it's only actually going up to about nine bar apparently. Okay. But they made it super strong so that shit doesn't go wrong in space. You don't want a exploding current. Mm. Yeah, you don't want, apparently it's like 94 degrees, was it Celsius? or Probably Celsius because they're European, which, there's a, well, there's an optical. Wait, the disdain in your voice there. Probably the oh, no, that, that was, see, that wasn't meant to be here's disdainful. The thing. We're the weird no, we, ones. That wasn't the meant to be disdainful. <laughs> I know, I know. That I was know, meant to be, oh, right. It's probably, if anything, I'm disdainful against the United States. But anyway, yes, the, any science person is. Not 94 degrees, insert correct temperature unit here. Kelvin. Yeah, well, <laughs> is is apparently the like the optimal uh, temperature, temperature for for espresso. So and of course the Italians know that. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, they, that's their job. And, yes, and, and, and then it's wow. I'm but, saying they invented oh, this stuff. It, they should know it. The coffee is made by the Italians. The the Swiss make the watches. The Germans and the hot chocolate and, and the knives and the hot chocolate <laughs> and the, and the, the no Baltic. German the, the German still makes the knives. No, 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 the, the no, Swiss, no, Swiss Army. Army. Swiss, the, the, Swiss Army. The, the toothpick, corkscrew, <laughs> knife. <laughs> For when you need to undo wine in battle. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> Typical Swiss. If the, if the Brits make you take tea... Out, you take the cork out, you say, you smell the cork, say meat or fish and throw. If, if the Brits are making tea in their tanks, then the Swiss should be able to drink wine in their trenches. That's fair. I'm just saying. 
That's that anyway, fair. But yeah, the, then it's basically the water is forced through basically a K cup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, it makes yeah. sense. the theory behind this is pretty straightforward, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, for all of that, you know, zero G hydrodynamic it's just, spatulas. It, it's incredible to me that so much science has to go into making something that we take for granted would, here. And the but fact it, that this is a big deal yeah. shows you how much more we have to go in right. the, the, the field of space travel. Because imagine, like, you know, little Susie. Who wants to go up into space and all of a sudden wants a cup of coffee? Because apparently, little Uzi at the age of seven is drinking coffee. It's really her fa- Actually, family's fault. They let her have coffee at a young age. It's mm-hmm. true. And she's not. She's not drinking coffee. She's probably drinking like Starbucks frappuccinos with extra whip. Uh, but they can't make lattes or flat white. Full calf. What is it called? <laughs> extra calf. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's what is it? A flat white? Is that, I don't that's know. A, it's it, basically if you have to separate things in the coffee making process they can't make them because it's all pressured ah. so they so, don't have so you can't creme. make a, you can't make a latte yeah yeah okay um, so, so it's just everything has to be black espresso or nyan. add the sugar later yeah pretty if well. you add sugar you are a best because that's actually i don't think you can because it gets forced into a pouch as i said end. it's black it's coffee. called a chaser you do a sugar chaser with your coffee let me talk to you about how that that's not how space works you're saying they don't have sugar chasers. we're not in india we don't strain the coffee through the, the lumps of sugar held under our tongue. If they don't have sugar chasers, it's not where I want to live in. You don't want to live in space. travel is not for me, guys. We know this. All right, let's let's oh, <laughs> let's move from the land Runner. of space coffee and uh, go yeah, to anyway. what Rob's talking about. Or wait, is it what I'm talking about? Or are you talking so, about? So, so Blade Runner. Hey, it's what I'm talking you about. Mean, you mean Blade Runner 2. 2. So, you <laughs> Electric know. And this is not Blade Runner also. <laughs> no, no, it is Blade Runner as well. There we go. Part two. So the, you're taking kind of a shotgun approach to topics this week. Yeah, this week I realized there wasn't like huge topics that I really cared about. There was a whole bunch of little things that came out this week that aired. That felt like the, Peaking the, game, my interest. the game release schedule recently too. Yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff. Not very good. Well, yeah. Like this, there's a couple of ragey things in here. There's a couple Dragon of good Rage things. Inquisition apparently Did you awesome. just say Dragon Rage Inquisition? No, Dragon Age. Oh, because that would have been I amazing. heard Dragon Rage as well. Because that would have just been like Gyarados doing an Inquisition. You let, <laughs> the Inquisition? You, you never, you never expect the Gyarados Inquisition. <laughs> because it they started out as Magikarp. That's why you don't expect it. It's true. Yeah. All right, so go on. So uh, pretty much the big news is the fact that, one, they are definitely working on Blade Runner 2. Which we okay. knew that. Sure. It's just been kind of like one of these backburner things where I was like, oh, who knows when it's going to come out. Um, but the big deal is the fact that it's been confirmed now that he is not going to direct it. Who Ridley is Scott is not Ridley Scott. You know? Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, the director the of listeners. Blade Runner. I don't know who the director of Blade but Runner But you said he. You didn't say the name. Okay, you said I'm sorry. He first I'm sorry. I assume name. knowledge would also, he, not assume he, knowledge. He might know. We might know. But they might not. I, they I, being I everybody. I would assume they know. On the, other, on the other end of this cable. The keyboard doesn't know? No, the people. They're not. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> On the other end of the internet tubes. Hey, hey, oh, the hey, Keurig you thing. Okay, got it. <laughs> the other end of the, the Super Keurig. <laughs> Call back. There we go. T- today I learned the internet can stand up to 400 atmospheres of pressure. <laughs> and 94 degrees something. <laughs> Celsius something I don't know. Is it don't know. for Kelvin? <laughs> all right, um, fuck all. Of you. That's all I really have about this one. Like I said, it's a short topic. I just thought it was interesting and kind of makes not... me a lot less interested in this Blade Runner sequel. So the fact that it's not Ridley Scott who 
had all the intricate detail that made Blade Runner awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's he didn't write the story of Blade Runner. No, but it was his implementation yeah. of the script and how nitpicky he was about every tiny detail in that movie. Yeah, that exactly. Made the visual so of that movie awesome. is awesome, and it's really and that iconic. voiceover, right? Yep. Dad Harrison voiceover, right? That origami unicorn, right? Right? Sure. You, so, you so find about, a tortoise well, on its back so, in the middle so, of the desert. So, I so, put the tortoise on my back. <laughs> so about, right. about Star Wars. Star Wars, moving forward. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to fade in everything. Forcing <laughs> us to move forward. <laughs> I will kick and scream my way through this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me turn it around. Um... As you know, Force Awakens, the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get our first preview. I'm excited. This weekend, for this. even. Well, so here's what's actually happening, from my understanding. Yes. On Friday, yes. in select theaters as a part of The Hobbit. 30 theaters. I thought I heard. Oh, that's more than I heard. I yeah. heard eight. 30 select theaters across the United of States. Um, they're going to be getting an 88 second trailer yes. on Friday. Yes. After that, I guess, is when it's going to go... November 1st is when it's going to be available... No, December. December 1st, sorry. No, uh, December 1st is when it's going to be available to all theaters. Uh, it has to leak online before that. Oh, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm really excited because that's... The whole reason I'm talking about this because I, I know I'm going to get some grainy, half ass footage of Star Wars this weekend. I'm excited for it. Yeah. <laughs> now, here... We were talking about this at work, actually, when we heard about this. One person had a bet that we are not going to see a single person... I think they're wrong. The reason I think they're wrong is if you actually think of 88 seconds, that is not a bad length for a trailer. Like it's, That's it's, about a minute and a half. That is pretty long to have nothing like on the screen. I feel like 88 is supposed to be a significant number for something. Um, it's not It's not order 66. I, I, was saying, I thought maybe you were thinking it's order 66. Yeah, but no. But no, I, I don't think so, but I could be wrong. It's just the fact that it's 88 seconds. And it's J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Is J the eighth letter in? H? No, not even. Damn. Not even close. So the rumor is that, that it will to. have new characters, villains, music. It's gonna have. That's gonna be a trailer. That actually, shows some content, at least of visuals, not maybe story, but it's gonna show you. It's just all the more. I don't. I don't want story. I, I would I love don't either. it if I, no trailer. If all the trailers released gave me no plot at all, I would be ecstatic. Do like if I just I want, characters. Okay, so. Although that gives plots. The Star Wars nerd me wants. To know everything right now. Oh, yeah. No, I want to know it well, all. Definitely. Give it to me, give it to I, me now. Exactly. That's why right, I suck at, at this because I keep on telling it. myself I'm not going to spoil the movie for myself. Like, if stuff leaks online, like, I'm not going to look at that. And then, like, yes, the next will. five seconds, yeah, like, then, I am looking at this now. But, you but here's the thing. It's it being leaked by JJ. No, yeah, this is not then a leak. That's not a leak. That's a, well, no. That's I mean, like he, releasing a dove when you walk into a room. It's a controlled leak. Everything that has come out around Star Wars has been, in my mind, a controlled leak. When they had the flyover of the Millennium Falcon photo, mm-hmm. the like next day after that is when they released the uh, video. Force for of... change of um... no, no, not not the force for change. This was the reveal of the tumbler oh, uh, yeah, yeah, being yeah, yeah, underneath yeah. the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that's Falcon. right. When they were playing that whole back and forth. Yeah, exactly. So th- this was all controlled leaks by JJ, and this is just JJ staying ahead of the curve even I, more. I like to I think, think it's just JJ accidentally pocket dialing Twitter or something. <laughs> Son of a bitch again! Fuck. 
Why right. are these pictures on my phone? All right, we got to go. We got to do this thing. All right. Uh, unfortunately, if you live in the Pittsburgh area, the theater is nowhere near you. The closest it's in, one. Like, Philly, right? Well, Philly, in and there's also West one Philadelphia. in Cleveland. That's going to be having it. There's. I don't know. If the theater was in West Philadelphia, it'd be great. No, no, no. Cleveland. Yeah, I know. But when, when, Friday. when is it? This Friday? It's mm-hmm. this weekend. It's not just Friday. It's yeah, but you're not, you're, you have to drive back on. I have to drive back that night. But on Friday night? Cinemark no. 24. Night. Cinemark, so... Cinemark 24. That's what it's called. I might go to it. I don't know. Any movie. Go. It's playing in front of all movies. What? The trailer. It's not like you have to go and only watch the trailer. It's, it's not oh, just The Hobbit. Yeah. Sorry, you, confused. You're things. not just going to go watch a trailer. You're going to go watch a movie. It's going to be in the front of that movie. God. And it's all movies. I was thinking, like, positionally in front of it. It's just like, I'm like, <laughs> like what are you I talking about? I need a ticket about? to the trailer for Star Wars, please. Please. <laughs> Dude, do you know how much money they'd make if they sold those? The original, actually, this is true. Uh, oh, these theaters, one of the things that are in contract is they have to show Big Hero 6. Is that what the movie's called? Mm-hmm. I want to see that. First thing in the morning has to be the first showing because they know a lot of people are just going to go to go watch the trailer so they wanted their movie to be that's awesome so it's smart marketing as I, well i, I want to see big hero 6 anyways so me too i really why, do why my friend we, said it was really good why don't I'm we go see big hero 6 and star wars okay or rather star wars and big heroes there we go <laughs> that's really uh, so the uh, third topic i want to talk about is this is the biggest topic uh, we actually got a real trailer for a movie that's coming out that i'm excited for jurassic world Oh, yeah. So originally with this, they released like a day or two days ago a short teaser saying, hey, this is going to come out eventually. The bad ideas just keep coming. Right. And it was like a five-second teaser like, hey, the trailer is going to drop. Yeah, later. and it showed like a couple of quick little shots. And I was like, <gasps> excited. And then happening. this dropped. And it's a full-on trailer. It has plot. It has dialogue. It has dinosaurs. It has a lot of cool stuff going on. It has not romance. Actually, probably has romance. It has uh, no romance was shown actually. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, but it's got it's got Peck. It has it has Chris it has Peck. Pat or Pat Peck. I want to say Peck now. Chris Pat Pratt. Chris it. Pratt. Yes. Pratt. Pratt. I'm sorry. Not Peck. You like he's just pecs. talking about his pecs. Oh, you right. just have I do Chris like Pratt's his pecs. pecs. Chris Pratt. I gotta add it pecs. to the list. <laughs> that is hard to say. That's yeah. a fun twister. That is not a list worthy Chris edition. Chris Pratt's pecs. <laughs> that see, it's hard. It's on the list. God damn it. It keeps growing. Pratt, this list Pratt, is not fair. Pratt it is has, not representative of my words. Like Pratt has two T's, right? <laughs> I'm not telling you. C A L L A C T or C Pratt. What the Pratt? Pratt. Pratt. It's on your list now, buddy. Sorry. Shut up. Making a William list. So, I am excited for it. The trailer looked really awesome, but at the same time, the big reveal of the trailer is genetically engineered dinosaur no i have genetically engineered hybrid dinosaurs yes fine dinosaur singular just one the point is they made a mutant dinosaur and that is the big bad in this movie right and it's like dinosaur meets alien but here's my theory here's my theory and i (sighs) hope i hope i'm right because this trailer made it look like maybe i am i think the movie is going to be more about the dinosaurs versus this thing i need to get i need to get that k out of peck but it's close enough right He's so proud of his list. You know what? There's like two things on it. Yeah, right now. Yeah, For it now. <laughs> give it time. <laughs> um, so there's a scene in the trailer where it shows Chris Pratt. 
Thank you. You're welcome. And his pecs. <laughs> and his not, pecs. Not, not actually, not so much of the pecs. He's not got, shirtless, he, He's got his shirt on. I, he does. I, I can only hope he loses his shirt. I mean, it is a money-making opportunity. If, yeah, right? The more Chris Pratt does not Twilight have a shirt If can get away with having, uh, what's his face? I don't know. You know Twilight better I than just I know do. Edward. That's his name in this movie. Yeah. I don't know I'm who's just thinking name. of the actor who played. Um, Robert Patterson? Hey, Pat- look at that. Patterson. Something. Pat- Pattinson. 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 I don't know. It's funny because Patterson there's, Bear- there's Robert Pattinson and um, Pat Robertson. Mm. The preacher guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I, I wanted them to be connected somehow because it would have been hilarious. One's so English. The other's just creepy. One plays a vampire. The under, the other <laughs> things vampires are like the most evil thing ever. It's true. I was completing a thought. What was it about? I oh, have no idea. Rewind. Okay. I'm rewind. Do stop. That. Play. I, okay. I wasn't going to do it because I already did it once this podcast. That's all right. I got you covered. Okay, cool. Thank We're you. We're here for you. Call back. There is a scene where it shows Chris Pratt on a motorcycle with a freaking like pack of raptors. It's so cool. But they're not attacking him. They're well, running with him. It yeah. reminds me of Pokemon. If <laughs> he has a army of raptors on his side, I will be so be excited. So, I am the raptor whisperer. Exactly. <laughs> Chris Pratt and raptors. That is so cool. I want to see him riding a raptor. That alone should be a movie. A, a, that alone should make a raptor. this movie. Reptar. <laughs> well, I do want to see him riding Reptar, too. Oh, Rugrats. Yeah. I am Reptar. <laughs> On ice. So, yes, it looked interesting. In space. I am reserved about this because oh, yeah. Jurassic Park 2 and 3 sucked so much. Uh, uh, okay, yes, but that's why I'm excited for this because it has a low bar. It doesn't need to be much better. It's true. And I was, again, talking to somebody at work about this. Uh, Our good friend... (laughs) Our good friend Joe, who is the movie buff. Yes. um, We were talking about this, and he was like, this is what Jurassic Park 2 should have been. It should be a packed house park getting its teeth knocked in. That's what it should be, and that's what it looks like this is. Right, and then 3 should have been when the park is just abandoned. Yeah, like, that makes sense to me. And I, I love the idea that this is, like... Taking the next step in Dress Park 1, where it's like, hey, mm-hmm. that one was like four people at the park. Hey, this re- one's like all the people at the park. Remember 2 and 3? Yeah, that didn't yeah, happen. Those didn't this happen. is the yeah. actual And that's okay. I'm, I'm totally timeline. fine with that kind of retconning. Although, at the time, I mean, Jurassic Park was probably one of those first movies that I saw in the theater that like left a huge impact on me. Sure. I saw that movie in the theaters. I remember thinking, holy shit, but, this is well, awesome. The special effects thing, were actually decent. Well, the special good. effects were all animatronics yeah. in that. Right. No, they weren't. They were, yeah. There were CG as well, but they did CG sparingly, and they did a lot of... But in this, they're doing a lot more CG. But it's gotten so much better. CG's gotten better, though, exactly. But we're so excited about Star Wars being mostly practical, like 75% practical. That's because they screwed it up last time and it was all CG. They screwed it up with Jurassic Park 2 and 3. Well, Yeah, but again, the bar is set so low that this movie could just be good. Was it the CG in Jurassic Park 2 and 3 that was its downfall? That's fair. What were their their downfall? Sorry. But yeah, I'm excited for this. I don't think I could be, like, I don't know. Nothing could ruin this for me right now. Like, okay. watching yeah, this right trailer, hearing, hearing the sound, or hearing, that's style, uh, hearing the John Williams score, yeah, but right. done, like, slow and piano, it was yeah. awesome. Wor- worst case scenario, it's terrible, and we can, like, I don't know. Worst case scenario, I get to watch Chris Pratt ride around with Falafel Falafel Raptors. Do you want to add that to the list? Falafel Falafel Raptors. Falafel Raptors. Write it down. Riding around with Raptors. There you go. (laughs) And that cannot be a bad movie. So I I will challenge that. I will take that challenge, good sir. (laughs) Good day. 
I'm gonna see if my autocorrect. I think that might be all I have time for. Unless you got time. I got time. Okay. Uh, next thing I'm gonna talk about. Actually, I'm gonna skip ahead. Go to the Wonder Woman uh, announcement. So for the movie for the Wonder Woman, they announced uh, the director. It's called the Wonder Woman. The Wonder Woman movie. As are we making a the Batman joke? I don't know. He said the Wonder Woman. Because that is some a distinction. I was saying the Wonder Woman movie that's coming out. All right. And, you know, distinguish it from the comics, something like that. Anyway, it has a director. What's awesome is the director is actually female, which is what it should be. What's her name? Her name is Michelle uh, McLaren. What has she done? She's done uh, Game of Thrones. Ooh. Yeah, she, she's directed some Game of Thrones. She's actually a car. What? <laughs> McLaren. McLaren? They're a car company. No, no. Cricket? No. Chirp, no. Chirp. Nothing? You made a car okay. joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> This is what you should expect when you make a car joke. McLaren actually makes really good cars. I believe you. She also is uh, the director of The Leftovers, which is a HBO show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That has, uh, fuck, what's his name? Donald Fajan, I think. Oh, cool. I haven't watched it. I don't know. Oh, one other thing she's doing. No, Turk. No, Turk. So I was thinking, for some reason, when he said Donald Fajan, I was thinking um, Draco Malfoy. I was thinking of Donald Glover. Grover. Glover. Yeah, Glover. No, you had it right the first time. Yeah, from Community. Don Glover? Yeah, Don. He wrote Bills. Uh, Childish <laughs> Gambino. Never, no, do you never hear that? He was, he was on a talk show, and he's like, I just realized after, you know, I'm like 23 some, years. <laughs> he's like, I'm 23 years old, and I just realized that my name is Don Glover. That's Don Glover. I wrote Bills. <laughs> Uh, he's actually really funny. I just watched his stand-up the other day. He's hysterical. Um, so she also is going to be directing Better Call Saul. Uh, oh, which is a spinoff off. of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Very cool. So she has she some decent things. I mean, they're all good HBO, rap. ironically. Oh, take that back. She wrote the final, or produced the final two seasons of The X-Files. Which, you know, she was uh, young. We all make mistakes. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, whatever. I never watched it, so. It wasn't the greatest. All right. So, last thing. Uh, last thing is a cool YouTube video that I watched today, and I just mm. want people to know about it. Mm. There's actually a YouTube video of uh, Batman versus Darth Vader. That sounds pretty sweet. It is awesome. Not gonna it lie. is a fan made thing, but they've been they make these videos all the time. Uh, super pa- power uh, beatdowns, I think they're called. Huh. And if you just Google Batman versus Darth Vader, you'll find it. I- I'm down with this. So I'm gonna move from super power. Actually, can, can, can I can I pause you just a second to Bye. say that o- o- Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire look really good? They do. They do. Like, it's true story. Like superpower beatdowns. Mm-hmm. Super Wi-Fi. Super Wi-Fi. Super Wi-Fi. Sign me up. I'm in. Super toilet. I'm down. Super toilet. <laughs> so the idea behind Super Wi-Fi is there are a couple of scientists in Germany who are part of the and I'm gonna screw this up. It's the Karl Schrauer. Why don't you get to add that to the list? <laughs> hmm? no. Yep. Mm-hmm. Institute of Technology, or KIT. KIT. We're going to go with that. Yeah. KIT in Germany say that uh, instead of governments auctioning off the uh, now freed up old analog uh, signal uh, bands for TVs, they should take that bandwidth that is now not doing anything and instead of auctioning it off at the highest bidder to most likely cell phone uh, companies across the world, yeah. they should actually take that and provide super-powered Wi-Fi networks for free for everyone. So tell us why it would be a super-powered Wi-Fi as opposed to just normal Wi-Fi. I'll be happy to. Thanks. Normal Wi-Fi networks have to run at a frequency of 2 gigahertz or higher Yes. Right. for it to actually 
go anywhere mm-hmm. or do anything because that's what is avoiding uh, confusion with other networks that are around. Like analog television. Exactly. exactly. There, there is certain bands can't interact with each other. I yeah. mean, exactly. And there's only it would be so a traffic much, jam. Yeah, there's only so much essentially. Bandwidth. Yeah, because it's Different. actually a thing. Yeah. So, because they could actually transform this old analog stuff into internet, it actually can be at a lower frequency, and because of that, it can actually broadcast a much wider range. Now, we're talking something on the scale of kilometers in radius, potentially, mm-hmm. which, which is huge. Is, for Wi-Fi, I mean, if you think about Wi-Fi, is a very, right now at least, it's a very, very small amount of space. Correct. And that's mm-hmm. why city Wi-Fis even have been kind of like a pipe dream because the handoff proce- procedure for having Wi-Fi in a city, it's like essentially mm-hmm. you walk a block and you have to get handoff to a new Wi-Fi router. Right. Yeah. And exactly. it just doesn't work that well. Devices don't like that. The handshaking doesn't work out. Exactly. So this would be awesome because it would be all one network. The whole city now, would be one router. The downside of this and what a lot of people are saying won't work for that is you have then all of these different devices on the same Wi-Fi network. Yeah. But yes. these two gentlemen um, by the name of Jens Elsner and Ander Weber or Weber or however you want to pronounce I'm it. I'm going to say it's Weber. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's German. Americanizing um, his name. Deal who are a part of the Institute for Technology Assessment and System Analysis at KIT, uh, say that this could be avoided by implementing the right technology to handle all of those different devices on the network. What that sounds like is basically if you have your pipeline big enough, yeah, it won't exactly. be a huge So deal. like a T-100? Yeah, something, <laughs> something like a T-3 something really or T-1. All, all the T. All the Ts? Can we just put all the Ts? Wait, 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 wait. What, what was Terminator t T1000? Can we? Yeah. Could, this is not a good idea. No. This is this is the perfect idea. But it's kinda, let's, what they're also this saying is, a worse is idea than Jurassic Park. looking at the economical implications of this is uh-huh. when you have a network that is that large, you're no longer having to rely on 4G or cellular data as much. So you're going to get people who are using mobile devices and mobile internet a whole lot more for their business, for their personal use. So the economy is actually going to benefit significantly from having this large free Wi-Fi. Yeah, I mean, the the downside would be a couple things. One, uh, security. I mean, it's, it's already, you know, you're not supposed to do your banking and all that kind of stuff when you're on public Wi-Fi. And this is one giant public Wi-Fi. Right. Someone and- could be hacking your laptop from across the city instead of you know across the coffee shop right so there are still implications and there are still things that they would have to work out but these guys are going to be going and presenting to the un um sometime next year they're presenting to the un world radio communication conference next year that's really cool actually i i think if they work it out it could be awesome my only worry is one security and two the fact that this could also impact businesses in a negative way Right now, the the draw for a lot of things is free Wi-Fi. Oh, that's true. I mean, coffee shops. <laughs> I mean, that's why you hang out at a coffee shop. Free Wi-Fi. That's Sometimes. pretty much it. Yeah, and I guess so. And this takes it away. So now it's like, hey, I don't have to be here. So uh, it's a small, I think it's a small concern. Not a huge one. I don't think it should make them stop doing it. It's not like, oh, this is going to break you know, the backs of some companies or businesses. It's like, no, but... It, it could have some negative side effects as well as positive. Definitely. And that's why it's something that's going to be debated for quite a while. That sounds it's like not... any new business model. It, yeah, disruptive. Pretty, pretty but much. The reason why but it's also... disruptive is because it's going to disrupt some businesses. Yeah. But also think it's about new. this. It could, pre- it could create a great 
blanket for communication during <laughs> disasters. Wi Fi blanket. Mm. Right? The best kind of blanket. Cancer yeah. for everyone. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, th- there are people who are legitimately, like, basically allergic to Wi Fi. Well, so... then they should be in their Faraday cage and leave us alone. I like that you know what a Faraday cage is. He was a technician. He has I to. know, but, like, you never encounter those people <laughs> in your everyday life. I. I know what a Faraday cage is. Yeah, but you're not in my everyday life. You're at I home. live literally with this guy. The only one that literally, is. this is the only guy you <laughs> see every day. You're missing the point. <laughs> I feel like you're missing Pierre Escargot. <laughs> All right, so that's one thing that with French for your everyday life. <laughs> so, or was it Laurie Death Death Laurie Laurie Beth Dinberg. Beth Dinberg. Yeah, don't remember the syllable order on her name. This is all. Oh, Moving on. <laughs> so the other thing that I was going to talk about, and this is kind of, for lack of a better phrase, tooting my own horn. Um, wow, that was like so many meta jokes. <laughs> yeah, you're going to see why that's funny here in um, a second. See, and by I, funny, I mean why that's cringe. I don't think that was lack second. of a better phrase. I think that was literally the best you could come up with. Yeah, I, I think you I think you wrote that down. I, I think you came into this waiting for it. I, I really Hash, thought of that. Hashtag, uh-huh, yeah. hashtag rigged. <laughs> Hashtag can't wait for my awesome joke I'm going to make in three hours. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so Continue. educator Anita Collins and uh, animator Sharon Coleman Graham okay. came up with a video that they made for the TED Ed uh, series. Essentially TED Talks, but for education Correct. purposes. That is all about why musicians' brains are awesome. So it is tooting my own horn. Your own horn, because right. you... I am a musician. A, what did you play? I can't remember. Trombonist. It was some, You're a, a bonus. That's right. Uh, yeah, he was a boner. A uh, bonehead, as we called him. No, no, that's a that's a villain in Borderlands. That's true. It is. I'm gonna yeah. keep talking. Yeah. He so should. apparently, yeah. okay, musicians' brains work way differently than everyone else's, and this is something that we knew, but we always thought that it is because they were just fucking weird. Does it? Which we are. Does it change depending on what your favorite key is? No. Maybe. I don't know. Do drummers count? Because I know a lot of yeah. Them drummers. Yeah, yeah. You, that it, it's dat rhythm. So, what they did is neuroscientists have been analyzing brains for a while now. They've been really trying to figure out what makes them tick, how they work, what stimulates the brain, things like that. Okay. And they do it with things like fMRIs and PET scans to actually scan it in real time and see what parts of the brain are actually firing and responding to different stimuli. Makes sense. William can talk about this a lot more. He's worked on this kind of stuff. Not necessarily using PET scans or fMRIs, but whatever. I, I've done a... MRI? Oh, wait, no. electro things? Except I've forgotten what it's called because I'm I am tired. terrible at Pictionary. Okay. Anyway. Charades is not my strong suit. <laughs> yeah. But what they've done is they've... EEG. 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 Sorry. Sorry, that's my bad. So yeah. they've done this not only with people who are listening to music, where they find that listening to music stimulates a lot of different centers of the brain because you are using it to analyze everything that's happening and put it together into one experience. Mm-hmm. But they've also now the done Jimmy it... Jimi Hendrix experience. Pretty much. <laughs> are you experienced? But they're now doing it with musicians. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Purple Haze. I mean, yeah. And what they have found is that people who are musicians are really activating a ton of their brain whenever they are performing. They're really utilizing all different parts of their brain and in different ways. So what they've really found is that they're actively engaging 
uh, different centers of the brain, in particular the visual, auditory, and motor centers of the brain while active. Which is pretty much like all, all of, of it. Them. Yeah, <laughs> if you think about it, I mean, it, it's there's not a lot of things that you do with your brain that takes all these different aspects that music playing takes. Because right. you're reading music usually. Usually yeah. you're reading sheet music, you're listening for the key. I mean, like, there's... There's there's a lot also of the motor skills you have to have to actually play say, the instrument. Right. And even if you're if you're not just listening to music, that's going to be a lot of memory going on, and not just memory for the music that's being played, but right. for everything. Parsing that out that all music, the different instruments and sounds. Well, and well, but what the music means to you. Yeah. Right. And another part of this as well is the fact that you are getting a practiced skill. Mm-hmm. It's something that you are literally putting thousands and thousands of hours into over years and years and years, and they're able to take those abilities that they have honed in making those practice skills and apply them in other venues. It's basically taking the muscles that you've built, lifting one thing and being able to lift anything. Yeah. Oh my God. This no, is this is actually thesis. what I wrote my thesis on. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> That's and so they're, uh, they're right. able to apply it in different venues. And as, as you guys were just saying, it does require fine motor skills, which is one of the big differentiators between active listening Mm-hmm. and performing of music. Mm-hmm. That's one of the big things that has been different between the two. That's so why it's I like really... people who can pick music up by ear are insane. Yeah. People who can learn by rote and have perfect pitch. Yeah, It's apparently I, I, actually I know, a really, really annoying thing I, to have. I know a kid who has it. I've never talked to him about it, but that now, now I kind of want to ask him if it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know some people that have it. Um, as, if, as if it's like a disease habit. Like, well, no, I mean... It, it's terrible. He has for the some people. Pitch. It, for some people, yeah. it really is. No, yeah, because it's not something you can turn off. Any dissonance is going to piss you off. Right. So what they're also talking about is because music is so unique, it's activating both hemispheres of your brain. Mm-hmm. It's a- activating the analytical and the creative side of your brain, and because it's also engaging the left and right hemisphere for the motor cortex and everything like that, um, it is really working with what's called the corpus callosum which is kind of the bridge between the two hemispheres. And they found that both the volume and the, uh, what is it, uh, activity mm-hmm. across the corpus callosum is significantly higher in musicians than in anyone else. What this does is it helps those musicians come up with creative problem solving, helps them come up with uh, very um, the ability to form emotional attachments with people and analyze very easily. Um, and it also helps out with the higher executive functionings, planning, strategizing, attention to detail. All mm. these things are really things that playing music apparently really helps to stimulate. Yeah. Uh, and it also helps with, and you were joking about this a little bit earlier, memory. Musicians, uh, I mean, well, I wasn't really joking about it. I, I meant it like really. Right. Um, Musicians have the ability to basically tag uh, memories with different things. So yeah. it's like a really, really sophisticated search engine. Yeah. Like, and they're able to tag it in multiple different ways. So what they've been able to do is really see how this is activated in practice musicians. But they've also taken the time, uh, scientists have uh, taken people who don't play a musical instrument, have roughly the same intelligent quotient or uh, level IQ. of well, IQ, yes. Um, and <laughs> if you want to be that guy, yeah, fine. I can't remember that guy. Um, and they have basically tested them and seen how much their IQ and how much their brain activity went up with practicing music, with becoming, you know, learning a musical skill. So I was really excited to read this because I think it really 
goes to show that music in the schools in particular is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, they've shown that it's different than anything else, sports, art, anything. It's music in particular that is really helping to create these experiences and create this ability in students. I wonder if you, if one were to practice a, a highly mathematical form of art, so fractal production maybe, or, or something like you, you did that thing with the painter's tape um, oh, yeah, that yeah. one time, something like that, because it is art, it's creative, but it's also using math and structure to produce it. I wonder if that might do something similar, maybe. It might. Probably not, just because it, it doesn't use as many of... It, it, basically, the idea is that you're strengthening so many different neuronal connections mm-hmm. that you're you're slapping a superhighway into your brain. Exactly. Um, it's basically but, your brain on steroids. Yeah. Which Except is... it's, your, it's your brain on... Music. Music. Which... So it's exercising your brain. Yeah. I mean, right. What it comes yeah. down to, that's what you're doing. It, it's It's... Flexing a lot of different muscle areas in yeah, your brain. Full body workout the, the, for your brain. Neurons that fire together. Um, Stay together? F- yeah, pretty much. Uh, you can form new connections, and the connections that already exist are stronger, which means they function more efficiently. So, learn a musical instrument, people. I, it's not too late. I don't have anything, like any musical instruments at my house anymore, really. You, you could learn the kazoo. I don't want to play the kazoo. I have to play something kazoo? that won't annoy my neighbors. Mm. Yeah, just, I used to play I bass. Mean, I mean, just pick, pick up bass or acoustic guitar again or whatever. Yeah, acoustic guitar, that's not bad. Yeah, something something that you know gets you the ladies. I, I'm married. That's you you, can, you can still get your lady. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't just wanna... repeatedly. It's the same lady repeatedly. Okay. As long as we're not talking like Pokemon or something like that. That's why I thought you were going with this. I mean, you can catch the same Pokemon over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> this just got really weird really fast gg you guys and that is the end now good game and good luck i wanna what key was that was it in g was it a g did you Probably. do gg was and g? A symphony in g no i was singing the banjo kazooie theme song the entire da, time you guys da, were talking da, 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 can you do gg and g i don't have perfect pitch flexing your brain my ass you could you could probably produce a g and then go off of that I, I I have, you know where middle C is. No, I don't. You know where C is. You know like where B flat at... is. Never mind. This you joke is. You played a B flat I, instrument. I, no. I I know that I played it, but I can't produce it. Just just an open an open note. You don't know what open note is for a trombone. It's that's a program that that's... you can use on a computer. That's free. It's like Word. No, I'm it's just... one note. Open. It's one. Is it? Yeah. Oh. All right. I'm walking away from this. All right. GG. Oh, uh, open office. My bad. You win. GG. This is. Empty victory. <laughs> Pyrrhic victory. No. Not even from him, maybe. Bye-bye. Bye. GG, guys.